Hi everyone, Peyton here, or as I'm sure some of you are starting to think of me, uh, Captain Fuckup. Uh, so, as you might be able to hear right now, the mic I've been using for the show is continuing to have this background noise, interference, whatever, problem, and it just doesn't sound good. Um, Austin and I realized this, and despite trying to fix it, we couldn't, so we've decided to postpone the recording of our next episode. Um, so instead, today, we bring you a special bonus episode, circa, uh, 2018. Austin and I, uh, used to do and co-host from time to time a local radio show. Uh, that's because Austin, uh, was a community contributor to a local college, uh, connected run independent alternative music station and from time to time he would bring me on as a co-host and we would kind of you know guest host this uh radio show where we would talk in between the music uh this is one such occasion um where we did that and i think it's a lot of fun um yeah it's kind of just us I, all the music stuff's obviously cut out cut out all the you know us talking about the music it's just purely our conversations it's us being dumb doing bits you know all those fun things uh funnily enough it towards the end you'll hear us talk about it being the last quote unquote boy time uh before i headed off back to school but in many ways it it truly was the last boy time uh symbolically because that winter break when i would come back uh that would be when i would finally tell austin and come out to him about being trans. So it really was the last boy time in many ways, hence why, you know, it's called boy time and he does gender me as he uh, several times in the thing. So don't worry, cause it's all from before I was out. Uh, but yeah, it's a fun little trip down memory road for Austin and I with some good jokes, some good bits, and we hope you enjoy it. Sorry about the delay. And we should be back next week with a regular episode of me explaining a movie to Austin. But for now, I hope you enjoy uh, this episode of from 2018 of Dumb Time or Boy Time. Austin. And that's Peyton. It's Peyton. Welcome back, everybody. You know what it means when we're on the radio and it's Thursday night. It's boy, boy time. time. That was a nice harmony we had there. I don't think it was actually a harmony. But then again, I don't know much. You don't know anything. Not really. I don't think you know nothing. That was a little uncalled for. Okay, uh, so how how are you, Peyton? I'm good. How let's are you? I'm good. Let's pretend like we haven't been hanging out for the past three hours, and this is the first time we've seen each other today. Hi, Austin. Hey, Peyton. What's up? I'm just doing a radio show. What What about you? I'm just also on this radio show with you. Oh, the same one? The very same. Wow. What a what a day. You gotta talk closer to the mic. What a day. It's really really an incredible thing we've got going on here. I was at work all day. Yeah, what were you doing at work? Um, working. Hey, we got a lot of dinosaurs over here. How many dinosaurs do we got on the desk? One. One. Triceratops. Two. Two. Dead Velociraptor, I think. Three. Three. The one with the fin. I don't know the name of that one. Four. Four. Stegosaurus. Five. Five. That's a pony. It's a My Little Pony. A, s a very s miniature My Little Pony. Will it come apart? It looks like it should. Oh, I just ripped out this ripped one in half. You cut, you, you uh, bisect, is it bisected? I would, I would think it would be bisected. Bisected a My Little Pony. Don't worry, it's supposed to do that. He didn't break it. Oh, and then you took its hair off. Why is it there in its body? That's how hair works. And can you stop squeaking your dang chair, please? Austin, you're... Gonna drive away the one listener we have on the internet. Thank you, one listener. Thank you, one listener on the internet. Let's give him a hand. <laughs> you got the house band up? 
Um, no, uh, they're still setting up their equipment. I Hold can on. Play a song. Let me. Let me. I'll, I'm gonna check on them real quick. You keep the audience busy. great about them being so good at cutting off is we don't have to pay them for any more than they actually play. Nope, they get paid if for they get a, a quarter for every five seconds they play. They get that much? Well, they've got 20 members. they got to split it up between <laughs> 20. <laughs> so each of them gets like a little over a cent. When, the, when, when I say stumpster, stumpster and the dank boy, <laughs> dumpster and the stank boys, they're a lot of boys. Stop breathing so loud into the microphone. Please stop. Okay, <laughs> I'll quit. So, Peyton. Yeah? I'm assuming you've seen uh, the, uh, the, the Japanese video game from the 90s that was about baseball. And oh, creative. it's my favorite. And the creative. Japanese baseball games from the 90s. That's my favorite genre my favorite of genre. video game. Um. That's the only video game I've played. Right. Well, of course. Everyone knows that. The um, only video game system I own is the Atari Jaguar. It was called Fighting Baseball, and it was for the Super Famicom. It's where you fight a giant baseball. It's like Street Fighter, but every level it's just a giant anthropomorphic baseball. Terrifying, really. Almost unbeatable. Um, only people who could beat Punch-Out could beat this game. Uh, but... They're Japanese that made it, and they tried to make American-sounding names to fill a whole league of players in the game. Do you want to hear some of them? I'd like to hear. <laughs> Steve, no, Slev, Sleeve, McDykel, Onsen Sweeney, Daryl Archideld, <laughs> Anthony Smorin, Ray McSriff, uh, Glen Allen Mixon. Mario, I can't pronounce his last name. Let me give a shot. Mario, I it's that one. It's. See Mario in the first column? Mario McRawlwin. McRawlwing. There's no easy way to say that one. Uh, Raul Chamberlain. 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 What is this with an M? <laughs> Kevin Nagilny. Tony Schmerick and Bobson Dugnut. I don't think I've ever heard a better list of names. Oh, I, c I can think of a few. Bet. Bet. Um, so, Austin, what did what'd you do today? What did I do? I slept in way late. Mm? Too late, even. Mm. And then I... Uh... Made I had a toast a two toaster strudels for breakfast, mm. and I watched the movie Batman Begins with my girlfriend. Oh, we didn't watch all of it. We just watched some of it because she had to get ready for work. Yeah, she went to work, and then you came over. We ran some errands. That's true. And now we're here after eating dinner. We did. What did you have for dinner? I had a cheeseburger. With pimento cheese and a fried green tomato on it. Are you talking about a fried green tomato? I'm talking about an FGT. Ooh, an FGT. The, that's a, a CB. It's a cheeseburger with an FGT on it. CBFGT? <laughs> the CBFGT, if I've ever heard one. I had a chicken wrap. Oh. You had a good old CW? Yep. A CW with some, with some uh, BS? Barbecue sauce. Oh. Yeah. Why does this sound like phrases and acronyms that would actually be on a menu at a Guy Fieri restaurant? Get uh, get the CWBS in a, in a CBFGT. FGTCB. FGTCB. He's just saying, what is this? And he goes, well, it comes with donkey sauce. And you're like, what's that? I don't know what that is. Give me that donkey sauce. 
the thing is, he actually, at, like, donkey sauce is a thing on his menu at the, the, when he had a Times Square location. So is he not, does he not have that location anymore? No. What happened? I think it went out of business. Oh, that's a shame. Well, it was after that devastating review in the New York Times or whatever. Oh. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Oh, that was one of the best things that ever happened in literature. Yeah, some would say. That and Moby Dick. Mm. Yum. So should we play some music? I don't know, Austin. Should we? Uh, two, three, four, one, two, and off. That was great. There, our house band is just phenomenal. We're talking baseball, Klazuski, Campanella, talking baseball. The man and Bobby Fella, the scooter, the barber, and the nuke. They knew them all from Boston to Dubuque, especially Willie, Mickey, and the Duke. Hello, everybody. You're listening to Boy Time. I'm your I'm your host. Uh, Austin Bennett. That's me. And this is my uh, whistle recorder boy. Your co-host, your recording recorder man. Recorder playing co-host, the one and only Peyton Brock. What's up, Peyton? Peyton, how many dinosaurs do I have on my microphone right now? Three. It's a good count. Why didn't you put the fourth one on there? Oh, he didn't fit. Well. Let's see if he will now. Nope. That noise you just heard was the dinosaur falling off. To his death. Wait, to no. the death. Actually, no, he's fine. Oh, never mind. Yay, Yay you balanced now he's, him. Now he's included. Yay. So. Tell me. What? Anything. Austin, have you heard of uh, hog calling competitions? You know, Peyton, I have heard of hog calling competitions. For our listeners at home, should I explain what a hog calling competition is? It's usually the Iowa State Fair. So, at state fairs... The Iowa one. Well... That we know of. Well, there's Iowa and Kansas and... I'm sure there's more than one, but... Uh, there's one in Iowa specifically, and they have a competition in which contestants compete for who can make a noise or call, if you will, that is used to beckon your hog or pig back to their kennel or I, I don't know what you call it, their area. Sty. Sty. Uh, when it's time for them to come in, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, we're not farm boys, but people making noises in an attempt to call pigs over, and they have a contest for the best one. For the best one, uh, recently I found a video online featuring uh some some of the competition at the Iowa State Fair from 2010. From 2010. And Austin and I, we're going to play the, the call of a hog, of a hog caller. We're going to play one of the callers' call, and then we're going to talk about what we think about it. So okay. buckle up and get ready for so some hog calling. Here's what you're, you're about to hear some hog calling. Chris Carr, Seymour, Illinois. Freddy, Freddy, Fred! I think I see him. He's right over here. So that was an example. Can you describe? Can you describe the the appearance of the man who just did those calls? He was an old white man with a very slim, square face. Overalls. Overalls, a green flannel shirt, and a corn cob hat. I'm not like, talking about a not like not, a not hat made of like corn cob, but like not a not a normal looking hat like a top hat that happens you know, to like be made of corn cob, like a cheese head from Wisconsin. How they like wear those cheese hats? He has a giant foam piece of 
like or giant a corn cob giant foam corn cob on his head yeah so that's and then at one point he's moving around the microphone like talking into it going around it at all sides at just all like side. austin and i are doing right at this to very make, moment to make sure that every angle of the sound system was picking up him saying piggy 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 I was really impressed with that part. He didn't take a single breath for about 12 seconds. <gasps> I'm getting a phone call. Should I answer it? Answer it live. Don't put them on the radio. I'm going to answer it and just relay what they say to me. Hello? Yeah, uh, who's calling? Sorry, I can't understand you. This is the radio. This, this is beat content. This is Peyton Brock. Oh, okay. Sorry. Have a nice day. <laughs> What's that? Um, I couldn't understand them. Yeah, I couldn't either. Uh, they answered the phone and uh, said, and I said, Wait, um, wait. Did you get called by an adult from Charlie Brown? It sounded a bit like that, but without as much distortion. It sounded like a very bass-voiced bass Charlie Brown adult. And they went, and I said, I'm sorry, I can't understand you. And then they said, bah, 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 and it sounded kind of like they were asking for a name. And I said, no, this is Peyton Brock. And they said, oh, uh, then I can understand the last thing they said, which is, sorry, I have the wrong number. And then I said, all right, have a nice day. And I hung up. We just don't love the FCC. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I hated every second of that. I got to wonder if anyone is flipping through their radio channels <laughs> when when they just hear <laughs> piggy, 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 piggy. Like, I hope so. They're just like, they're just like trying to, to, to find something to listen to, and they just hear a guy going, bow, bow, pretty. You're getting a lot of messages over there on your phone, Austin. Now, one's a notification from the, from the Tasty app. Well, what's the other two? One's a Snapchat and one's a text. Who's the Snapchat from? This guy, Christian. Is he listening? No. Then why is he bothering Snapchatting you? Uh, I don't know. If he has the energy to do one, he should have the energy to do another. Oof. All right, should we continue on with the next hog, the hog caller? Calling? So yeah. any more comments on contestant number one? I don't know. Do you have any comments? Uh, I do love that he specifically named a pig. He gave the pig a name. He humanized Freddy. him. He, I wonder if he's still going to eat that pig. But he said... Freddy! Freddy! Oh, there he is. Kind of sounds like he's sh shouting for a person. Yeah, I w that's what I would assume. If I just heard him on the street, you know, if I didn't hear the part where he says piggy over 20 times, over 20 seconds, I would think right. he was just calling for a person when he says Freddy. Sadly. So, uh, that's enough from that contestant, so move on to the next one. Here we go. This is a large man wearing a red and white striped polo and dark oakley sunglasses. Come on, pig. Piggy. Come on, piggy. A demon exited his body. <laughs> Doing we we lied to you. It's not a hot calling contest. This is taping. This is audio recordings of an exorcism. I just okay. Uh, uh, commenting. Come your first initial thought. <laughs> you frightened me. Oh my god, that's horrible. I will say it sounds like a pig. Commentary, your initial thoughts on contestant number two. Don't know why he's wearing sunglasses. They're clearly in a barn. I like how the sunglasses, you know how th when you wear sunglasses, uh, to, when a typical person wears their sunglasses, it covers up about, I want to say, 40 to, mm, yeah, 40 to 45% of their face. Yeah, may maybe, maybe less than that. Like, because yours are probably covering, eh. 30? 20 to 30%. No, 35. Are you including your forehead? 35. Like yes. Including this is my face. I wouldn't say 45. 35. 35, yes. So when a normal person wears sun... Thanks for, let's, thanks for arguing with me about that. It well, it's really important. important to me. 
Uh, but when a normal person wears sunglasses, it covers up about 30% of the 35% of their face. This guy's sunglasses cover up roughly uh, maybe 5% of his face. They're yeah. a small pair of glasses. And he's got a big face. He's got a large face and got a small pair of glasses. Also, I feel like when some people, like when most people wear sunglasses, they like sit off your face a little bit. These but boys these are, are like, snug. These are like skin tight. These sunglasses are pushed. I think these eyeballs are touching the lens. <laughs> it's possible when he blinks, he feels it on his eyelashes. Uh, but yeah, um, <laughs> uh, you know, my favorite part of this is when he goes from, he starts out, the thing is this contestant number two starts out so melodically with his hog call. If you can, can Let's you play it back, it back to the beginning? Let's run it back. Can you Come pause on, it? Piggy. So he starts out with that really melodic, almost musical suey. And then even when he's saying, Come on, pig, piggy, piggy, it's kind of like almost in like a musical time. Yeah, it's yeah, a very yeah. like on the beat. But then he says, One more suey. Can you play it? Suey. And then uh, another musical suey. But then he takes. A drastic Hard departure, and I don't want you to play because I want to do my impression of it. Oh, let's hear What it. I can only describe as a guttural scream of existential crisis. Like a banshee leaving your body. <laughs> like that. Want to hear it? Hear it. Play it back. <laughs> it, is, it is intense. And from that point on, he is full on, he is transformed into a pig. And he is like the human equivalent of a squealing pig. <laughs> oh my god! People, people, people love it. People, people complain that not enough horror that comes out in horror movies is love Lovecraftian. Uh, that hog call is. That hog call is the Lovecraftian horror of the 21st century, in my opinion. All right, uh, next contestant. So I've actually grew up in this city, so but some backstory. I studied this and watched it and watched it, so we'll see how well I do today. modest looking fellow yeah what can you describe how he's dressed he's a uh, probably mid-30s white man with short brown hair unassuming unassuming wearing a white t-shirt with some kind of logo on it he looks like i don't know like an accountant yeah either like an accountant or like a general manager at a ruby tuesday yeah um he has a very interesting call he does sueys as well but his are right. a little different it's less sing-songy and more just like speaking. And he has instead of a suey, it's just a suey. Yeah, and he he gets really physically into it as well. He starts pointing down with the sue, and as he goes up in tone or pitch, he raises his arm and and points at the sky, which culminates in the little first half of his performance. And what I, it's almost Freddie Mercury esque of uh, holding out of a pitch. If you want to, can yeah. you play that back? He, he holds out his pitch for a solid five to Su ten seconds. Su 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 that, Not bad. That note, it's quite impressive, that note he holds out. You know, it's a, it's a pretty good sustained note. And then he moves into what I can only describe as uh, Peter Griffin from Family Guy uh, summoning a pig. That's shockingly accurate. And then finishes with some, uh, with some. What, what, what sounds like a a uh, a pig going to town on some slop. Big, 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 big. 
That pig is just eating his supper. Personally, I like contestant number two's uh, pig noises more than this guy, but you have to give contestant number three credit for that initial suey and that beautiful note he sustains. So if you have no further comments, we can move on to contestant number four. All right, let's 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 move on. Should we give him a name? Number three, I mean? No, we haven't given the other two a name. Well, we should have. I, I think we should have, but that was our mistake. <laughs> for a bit too long in my opinion. That's awesome. Right. Not a fan of that one. Uh, can you describe contestant number four? She is a uh, heavy set mid 40s white woman with curly blonde hair. And she immediately starts making uh, pig snorting sounds. Yep. And moving her whole body with it. And she gets very physically into it, even very more animated. than contestant number three. Right. Uh, you know, you got to give her props because it seems like this is just from the four acts where we've seen here. It seems a very male dominated contest. Like hog calling is a man's game. Uh, it and seems you very know, good for her for, for joining in. Yeah, it, good for her for, for, for joining in, kind of breaking those stereotypes and breaking that, you know, gender divide and hog calling. But. I got to go with you. I'm not a huge fan of it. I think it goes on a little too long. Um, where credit's due, though, she does integrate almost a bit of a narrative into this hog call where she, you know, she describes like, you know, like, oh, he's fighting. You got to get dirty. You yeah, know, yeah, she yeah. adds some little ad libs in there that make kind of a narrative to the to the call of the hog. But overall, you know, I think just I think the calls are a little derivative and a little shrill. And and it goes on a little too long. So that's contestant number four. That's all that's in the video. There could have possibly been more contestants, but those are the four main ones, or the four highlights, if you will. Oh, yeah, the video goes on a little longer. Well, the, it just has the uh, results, I believe. Oh, was it? Yeah, if you want to l- just that's mouse nice. over the... Oh, yeah. yeah, it's just him. So if just him we know who wins the competition, because we've both seen the video before, but uh, if you had to pick uh, a winner yourself out of all four contestants we've seen, which one? Which one is your favorite, Austin? M- me? Yes. My favorite, <laughs> probably just the first one, just because I love his hat. Okay, you going with the first one? And how he just screams. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's my personal favorite. All right. Uh, if I were to pick one. I'd uh, honestly have to go with contestant number two, just because he oh with tight sunglasses. Yeah, because just the the sheer, like, you can't beat that that guttural that guttural scream banshee roar that catches you off guard. It it's it's a it's a shock to your senses, and it it really it's invigorating almost. Uh, but um, Austin, I don't think it's. I think it's better if we just describe it. You want to tell the uh, the listeners who who won the hog calling contest? That would be contestant number three, the, uh, the city boy city who boy did a lot of research, uh, who holds out the long note. Um, so I can definitely see Truly why they gave it to him. It. Uh, definitely very talented. He goes on to say in the after interview, he's already won. I believe I don't know what he, he said. He has like three or four he blue says, ribbons he says in this. Kansas or something state yeah, fair yeah. for hog calling. So he's definitely experienced. This is 2010. So who knows what legacy he's gone on to lead but yeah so that's the interesting world of hog calling if you want to have a good laugh or a good time look up hog calling competition on youtube if you want or there are plenty there are other this isn't even this is the tip of the iceberg austin isn't it because we've spent a, a good portion of an afternoon just going through and watching different 
quote unquote calling videos. Oh, there's there was like, a husband there's calling. Husband calling competition, which that's just bizarre. You got to look that up for yourself. Should we look that up now, or do you want to? What uh, are you doing? You want me to do that? Uh, I mean, no. Let's just leave it to the let's leave it to the viewers if they if they please. But yeah, there's husband calling, parent calling, or mother calling. Yeah. There's like turkey calling. Uh, there is there's a whole bunch of them and they're quite interesting uh so yeah that's that's the world of hog calling and the world of calling at large which is quite interesting have you seen the little biggies crawling in the dirt and for all the little biggies life is getting worse always having dirt to play Austin, why aren't you standing? Do you hate America? <laughs> I just felt like I should take a knee. I'm playing the national anthem. Oh, was that... Man, Dumpster and the Stank Boys really can change up their sound. They... I don't know what those instruments are called. I've never seen them. anyone else play instruments it's, like they it's have. It's a large box with tubes coming out of it, <laughs> and the tubes are connected to large drums of what looks like oil. <laughs> the thing that confuses me is they're making movements with their hands and they seem to be putting their mouth to it, but I can't tell if they're blowing into it or if their hands are actually moving and doing anything. I can't tell if, if air's going into it or liquid's coming out. They never ask for water, so it, they, they, they might just be drinking. They might just be three, four. And let's play a little longer. All right, I'm feeling it, Austin. Turn, turn it back on, and turn it down a little bit. Pepperoni pizza, cheese pizza, supreme pizza, white pizza, veggie pizza, lots of flavors. You mix them all together, then you do me a favor, get me. Parmesan cheese and a Coke. Those little pepper flakes, it ain't no joke. Pizza party, pizza party. I'm gonna get me a pizza party. Uh, they were supposed to cut it off right there, but you weren't paying attention. You didn't tell me to cut it off. Do you like my song? Yes. I loved it. Uh, shout out to friends listening. Uh, I just gotta do something. Hog calling? Plated? <clears throat> uh oh. There's so much going on in this song. Just take it in, folks. Every time it goes away, it comes back with more. This song sounds like a clown having a panic attack. <laughs> What's the name of this song? Holly Fool Chewing Gum. Is Holly Fool the name of the song or the album? Or No, the guy that made it is Jean-Jacques Perret and Cosmic Pocket. And the song is Holly Fool Chewing Gum. Cosmic, po Cosmic Pocket is my favorite fish album. <laughs> Cosmic Pocket sounds like it would be the name of a Grateful Dead live album. <laughs> yeah. Uh, should we give out a sh give a shout out to our friends here? Shout listening? out to Olivia. Shout out to Megan. Is Brett listening still? Shout out to Brett delivering those pizzas. Shout out to the person who was commented on the thing saying they liked the hog calling bit. I'm really glad someone liked the hog calling well, bit. Who said that? Uh, shout out to Harold Height. Harold Height. 
Give Woo. him a hand. Let's peek the mics. Woo! Woo! You want to harmonize real quick? I think we need to get in. Let me give you a key first. Good. Beautiful. Wonderful. Hey, you stop playing our own voices back on the rage, yo. I will. Uh, can you describe how I'm, s- how my cords are <laughs> situated right now, Austin, around my neck and my body? I call it my microphone cord scarf. It looks like you're a member of Wu Tang Clan, but instead of chains and medallions, it's cords from a headphone set. Because there's gosh darn too many cord, too long of a cord for this here microphone. It's not a mic. Oh. Headphones. Headphone. Oh, it's right. It's not the mic cord. This is the headphone cord, and it's gosh darn dang diddly do too long. What do you think? You think it's too long? No. Last I week, think, like, if you wanted to walk over there and still hear what I'm saying, it's good for that. Hold on. I want to get Siri's opinion on this. Siri was on the show last week. Make sure Let's you're bring not her on back. silent. I'm, I'm turning it on. Let's get, ask our good friend Siri. Siri, am I wearing? It? How did the cords around my neck look? <laughs> I really couldn't say. She has no idea, does she? Siri, Siri you have a camera. Siri, shh. Delete. There's nothing to delete. Siri, give me an honest answer. That may be beyond my abilities at the moment. Or, what are you trying to say to me? I'm not sure I understand. Siri, you got to understand me, girl. Hmm. I just don't get this whole gender thing. Oh, oh shout, out to, shout out to Siri. Shout out okay, to Siri. I found this on the web for what is very progressive. No, I said that is very progressive. I was complimenting you. Just take the compliment, please. I'm not sure I understand. I'm just complimenting you, Siri. You're hurting my feelings. Just take the compliment. I don't know what that means. You if don't you know like, what it means. I can search the web for. <sighs> I'm just complimenting you, Siri. You're hurting my feelings. <laughs> she doesn't understand nothing. Nothing. Uh, Austin, last week. Oh, also the uh, the guy that left that comment friended me on Facebook. <laughs> oh, great. So he l- looked you up. He's a DJ here. Oh, uh, you can follow. If he wants to, he can follow follow me on stuff too. He doesn't have to. Please. Uh, friends beside Austin. Look, Peyton, the day you break 100 followers, I will buy you a cake. On what? Because <laughs> I already have it. Guaranteed. I can show I, you. Well, you know, it was a bit. 162 followers on Instagram Ooh. and 177 on Twitter. Ooh. And that one fluctuates a bit, so it could go up. Well, you know. Or down. Uh, last week, Austin, we talked about a little-known show that aired on PBS. Oh, wait, are you talking about Fetch, Fetch with, with Ruff, Ruff Ruffman? Yes, we're talking about Fetch with, with Ruff, Ruff Ruffman, Ruffman, the show in which children, live-action children, compete in challenges handed to them by anthropomorphic dog named Fetch with Ruff Ruffman. Or his name is Fetch. Or no, his name is Ruff Ruffman. The show is Fetch. I'm very confused. Uh, that gave me an idea. What are some of your favorite PBS programs? Children's show or um, otherwise. Oh God, I don't remember the name of it. There was a show like called Cyberland or something. Oh, you're talking about cyberspace. Cyberspace. Oh, that oh was you're talking that. about cyberspace. It was somewhat 2D animated and it was somewhat 3D animated. It was like a guy and a girl and a like robot bird and they fought against cyber, hack- cyber chase. Cyber. Ch- oh, because it's like cyberspace, but it's chase. Oh, oh, it's it's two girls, one with glasses. And a guy, and then there's a robot bird. He's like a robot bird. And then there's Hacker, who's the bad guy, I'm pretty sure. I just gotta say, why is there a Cyber Chase wiki? Pull it up. Pull it up. Pull it up. Pull it up. Pull up the Cyber Chase wiki! The bird's name was Digit. Oh, of course. What what does it say about Digit? Um, Digit is Digit... (laughs) Whoa, he's got a long name. Digit Ryan Gingy Dig Lebold. Ooh, is fancy. one of the four main characters in Cyber Chase. His favorite color is blue. <laughs> well, I mean, what? Did you just knock my chair like that? No. What are you talking about? Why'd you hit me? I'm going to 
can run we talk around. about cyber chase aside for a second can we talk about you hit me for no reason it felt like you hit a button on my chair and it made it go back more no i didn't i turned around and then it did it so well it wasn't me i Let's was go back to the tapes I, the camera doesn't look down that far well uh so Kelly says she hates digit and i don't understand that kelly don't hate digit he's got a nice hat look at his hat look at his little hat pull it up pull up a picture. kelly he has a nice hat he's got a nice hat hold on let me ask siri siri what do you think of digit from cyber chase's hat <laughs> it's your opinion that counts Pay- uh she's right <laughs> yeah. You know, she's right. Uh, this is my opinion. The count. <laughs> Welcome back to Peyton's ASMR hour. <laughs> Kelly, Kelly says Digit is ugly. Kelly's ugly. Ooh, hot oh, hot take. Ouch. Um. Uh, so the majority of Digit takes on a purple color scheme. He has a dark lavender body, legs, and wings, which play as hands. Mm. Digit has a lavender-colored chest hatch head and tail with three triangular shaped blades on his tail hat he's got blades that are used as a propeller he wears a red bow tie a red baseball cap turns backwards with a small orb supported on a string Mm. his high top sneakers are yellow with traces of red at the tops heels and bottom he wears his hat backwards just like you are right now austin digit has a long beak with two black eyes Ah. who was fighting digit who gave him those black eyes I don't know. He gets in a lot of street fights, probably, on the streets of cyber cyberspace. With people who don't like his hat. So Cyber Chase is your uh, show of choice, TBS program-wise? Mostly because I can't think of much others. Uh, there's a good many Dragon Tales. It was voiced by Gilbert Gottfried. He was! I remember that oh now! God. Oh my gosh, I forgot! What? He was voiced by Gilbert Gottfried. That's what? right, because he sounds like this. Because <laughs> I'm Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> That's my very bad impression of Gilbert Gottfried. Uh, yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, yeah. Digit can fly by spinning his tail in a helicopter-like fashion. Despite his fear of heights, he's a bird with a fear of heights. As mm. such, he prefers to walk. Irony. Irony. He's a great cook and author of The Cyber Chef. He carries many objects in his chest, including another bird-like cyborg named Widget, also voiced by Gilbert Gottfried. I carry a small cybernetic bird inside my chest. Who doesn't? The doctor's, it's it's a very serious life uh, medical, prob- medical problem, though, and the doctors are trying to get it out. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of other good shows. There's, uh, there's uh, Dragon Tales, Sesame Street. Oh, I forgot Dragon Tales was PBS. Dragon Tales, Dragon. That's two heads is better than one. Yeah, the the two headed one. Uh, can I talk about my favorite children's PBS Please show do. for a second? I'm talking about. It's a classic. Y- you know what I'm gonna say? Hmm. Guess. Sesame Street. No, I'm talking about Sesame Street's good, but it's a little you know. It's I'm played ta- out. I'm talking about. Arthur. Oh, yeah, with and, the closed fist. And not just for the memes, it's a genuinely good show. It is. That's clever. And having fun ain't hard when you have a library card. It, that's right. And it has good messages. You're listening to WSBF FM Clemson. Thank you. It has good messages. It's funny. It It's clever. It's got lovable characters. Uh, Arthur's great, man. And it's got that, like you said, that one episode where they do songs and they got the library card song. That song's a bop. All of them are. You remember Jekyll, Jekyll, Hyde, Jekyll, Hyde, Hyde, Jekyll, 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 Hyde, Jekyll, Hyde. That's the one where Brain turns into Mr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Doctor. Kelly says Clifford the Bug Red Dog. Bug Red? I don't think so. Kelly says I knew he'd say Arthur. Why? I don't know. Well, I love it. It's a great show. Who's your favorite Arthur character? Um. Shoot. Arthur quiz on the spot for you right oh now. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know anything about Arthur. Name the p- the profession of Arthur's father. Contract killer. No. Okay. He is a catering chef. <laughs> what? Name Arthur's sister. DW. Good. That was easy. Name the song slash, I think it was a TV show, that DW was a huge fan of in the Arthur mythos. It's Patsy from Jessica Jones. No, it's Crazy Bus. Uh, Name the instrument that Arthur's best friend Buster plays. Drums. Tuba. Oh, okay. Arthur, what instrument does Arthur play? Drums. Piano. Ah. 
I believe it was Francine who played drums. What religion and slash heritage is Francine's family? Jewish. Correct. Uh, yeah. What uh, what Christmas time object do Priscilla's family use? Menorah? Yule log. Oh. Uh, these are, you can clarify. I don't have my phone up or anything right now. He All of these are off the top of my head. I don't know why you know these um, things. I haven't watched Arthur in years. What in in one episode? What uh, musical? Uh, what music uh, slash performance subgenre does Binky get into? Like he gets really, really like a fan of it. Jazz. No, opera. Oh, there's an episode about opera. And lastly, in the episode where George, who is a moose, I believe, uh, decides to change how he is because he wants to become more popular and cool. What does he change his name to? Gerald. Hammer. <laughs> Hammer. Look it up. I'm right. I'm right about all I, of these. I completely believe Name you. the restaurant where they all meet and hang out. Salt and Pepper Diner. No, it's the Sugar Bowl. Why do you know all this? Like, I don't understand. Listen, Austin. I've watched, in my formative years, I watch Arthur, like, every morning. I've seen all the episodes probably, or all of the, I don't know if they've continued making them in the past five or so years, or more years, but uh, I've seen all of the main Arthur episodes at least probably two or three times each, if not more, some more. I know Arthur, like, the back of my hand. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I still have all of it vividly in my memory. And it's a great show. So that's Peyton's Arthur Corner. Thank you. What was that? If you have any questions about Arthur, you can ask me right now because I probably know the answer, Austin. What was the show? Or PBS in general. It was a, uh, I don't know if it was PBS, but it was a show where the characters were robots. Like it was robot family and stuff like that. And they were just all robots. Are you thinking of uh, My Life as a Teenage no, Robot? No, no, no. I love that show, but not that. Like, every character was robots. The animated movie Robots with Robin no. Williams? I don't yeah, he played the red one. Uh, what can you describe more about this show? Like, how did the characters look? <laughs> Dead I, air. I don't know. I can't remember the name of this show at all. All the characters were robots? Yeah, like they were, like everything was just, everyone was robots. Hmm. Any other details about Little this Little robots. Show? Little robots? No, that's not it. Mm, maybe not. I don't think that's it. That looks more recent than this one. Little robots is not, I don't think that's the show he's looking for. I don't know. Maybe it's not. Oh uh, well. If you have, I'm lost. Uh, should I, sh I? If it's about Arthur, I know the answer. But much else outside of that, you lost. Just a lot of shows about robots for kids. Yeah, that's true. Sweet. Can we do our own hog calls, Austin? That's all you got? That That's my whole thing. Uh, oh, that's a nice little harmony. Do you want me to do mine? Let's hear yours. It's like, I'm going to do this. Uh, Should I turn off m your mic so that way you can be louder? Yeah. Let's do it. Do you like that? <laughs> that was great. I hope someone heard that in the hallway and was afraid. <laughs> I love it. Like, this was a movie, and it, like, cut to a camera out in the hallway, and someone's, like, walking down the hallway, and they hear that and just start walking the other way. Yeah. Uh, my life is a movie sometimes, but it's never, actually. I'm going to put some CDs in the players, and then we can play some more music. Great. Um... <laughs> all you kids out there 
about to start school back, be it uh, soon or in a couple weeks. Or never. Or never, if you And your aren't. parents are disappointed. Um, good luck to you. Uh, remember, um, they say be yourself, but that doesn't always work. For instance, uh, I just finished my freshman year of college this past year, and I made zero friends the whole time, even though I tried really hard. So remember, nothing always works. It never always works out for you, and sometimes you're just going to end up sitting alone in your dorm for most of the year, miserable and alone. So well, I think that's all the time we have on uh, on this segment. Well, that's the place to start. Hello. Hi. Oh. Hello, it's me. Hi, it's me. That guy. Peyton. Austin. And Austin. That, yep, that. All right, let's... let's one, a two, a one, two, three, four. Hello. Hi. Okay. Um, I wish this chair squeaked less. Yeah, me too. Mine doesn't squeak at all. I'm the better host. Well, <laughs> no one's arguing that, Peyton. Oh, Okay. Why don't you just name rename it the Peyton Brock Show? Well, because you're not a DJ here. You didn't take the tests. Well. You're just a co-host, fool. I don't need to take the test. I'm good on my own. Uh-huh. You couldn't do this even if you wanted oh. to. You bet. You got to push, like, one button. I got to press, like, a bunch of buttons uh. in, a right o- in the right order. Uh. Read my tarot cards. Yeah, I got a set of tarot cards here I just found in the office. Lounge. The studio or whatever. Um, they're the Hanson Robert tarot deck. I always want handsome si- Robert. I always want to pronounce it like carrot, like tarot, tarot, tarot cards. Uh, seventy-eight full color cards, complete with twenty-two major arcana and fifty-six minor arcana title cards in five languages: English, French, German, Italian, Spanish. Good. All right, I have no clue how tarot cards work, what they mean. Or how to use them, but I'm going to read Austin's future with them. I think there's a little book, isn't there? You can read the book. And I don't care. I think you gotta lay out a couple rows of them. All right. Uh, do you, do I just up. pick from the top? Let me think of a question I have that you have to answer with the cards. Basically. All right. I'm gonna lay out five cards. Three, four, four five, five. Um, six. Peyton, that was six. That's five. No, take one back. All right, perfect. Help! Help! He's being strangled by the cards. I got it. Okay. All right, Austin. Uh, what What do you have? Uh, you have a question in your life? Yeah, you don't. You don't tell the person reading the cards what you're thinking, and okay. they just read the cards, and it ha- like you don't have to tell them. So I'm not going to. Are you thinking of a, a scenario in life? Let me Something describe like the back of these cards first. You got a nice. Uh, it's like a green. It's like, can you not? <laughs> uh, the back of these cards are, they have like a green loopy thing that's got a diamond in the middle. And then it's surrounded by like pink flowers. I'm going to need you to change chairs, please. <laughs> and so is everyone listening. Can you hear it over the microphones? Yes, I can hear it in my headphones. Really loud. That's good. It's really loud. Uh, okay, so I'm going to pick, you want me, you're supposed to tell me which one to pick, or do I just pick just one? Just pick them and read them and tell me what they mean. All right. So. The book tells you what they mean, too. Eh. First card is upside down. I'm going to return it over. Ooh, these are flimsy little cards. These aren't too hard. You've got the Ten of Rods. Hey, don't look at the deck. Put it back. Put it back. The first card I've drawn for you is the Ten of Rods. I shall describe to you the picture on this tarot card. You've got an old man balding. He's got white hair around his ears and back of his head, and then on the top of his head, just but a small tuft remnant of the hair that once was there. He's wearing some kind of a tunic, walking towards a large castle, and he's carrying what I can only describe as spears, 
but the head of the spear, instead of being like a, a spearhead, a sharp point, it looks like white artichoke heads. Those do look like Is that artichokes. accurate or is yeah, it those not? Yeah, look like artichokes on rods. Yeah. So the ten of rods. Uh, do you tell me what the thing you were thinking of is now and then I tell you what this means no, for it? No, it's just like, it's all real vague. I've seen some people The ten them. of rods means, uh, well, obviously, so you have these staves held by this elderly man and the staves have the artichoke heads on them. That obviously means that uh, in the coming future, you need to make sure to eat your vegetables or later on in life, you will be burdened with the choice of not eating vegetables and you'll be old and bald and have to carry around things. Oh, great. Left, left your computer notification on. Thanks, computer. Thank you, computer. We got Siri and we got computer, our two other co-hosts. Uh, so it's basically a metaphor, these artichoke spears this guy's holding, this old bald guy. It's a metaphor for if you don't eat your vegetables now, you're going to be in trouble later, health-wise. Okay. So that's that. I eat my vegetables. So. Well, that's good. So maybe it's just a reminder, a bit of a reminder. Good, good, good. Card number two. The Ace of Cups. In describing this card, I would say you've got what looks like you got some water. You got some water kind of like in, in large streams, almost as if someone's pouring it from like a pitcher coming down into the water. And you've got two lily pads, a dove in the background, and then I, what I can only describe as a chalice, uh, a golden chalice in front of a cloud. Okay. Oh. Reminds me of the Holy Grail. Uh, what this card means for you is drink up because you only live once you know i'm with you know what i'm saying all right moving on card number three of the tarot cards you've got the king of rods now i believe this name uh is not saying he is the king of a group of people who are all named rod but instead, we've got what is pictured here, a king in a very regal robe with a, some sort of jeweled necklace. And he's got, like, a headdress. He's wearing this, like, weird kind of, like, hat thing under his crown that looks like skin with a bunch of boils on it. I don't know what that's about. Can you confirm that? Look at that. Yep. Yeah, yep. I don't know what looks that's like, about. Uh, looks like pimples. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. But uh, he's got a beard, and he's got, like, a lion crest behind him. But the thing is, much like the... Ten of rods, this guy, this king of rods, he's holding but one of these, like, artichoke-looking spear things. So the king of rods is basically saying, if you put in your due diligence, like eating vegetables, right. uh, in the end, you will be rewarded greatly in terms of your, like, status and your success. These cards, the ten of rods and the king of rods, obviously go hand in hand a bit. Like, you know, the Ten of Rods is a reminder to right. do your due diligence. And this one's saying kind of like, see, because this is what happens. If you do do your what you're supposed to do, you're going to end up happy and, you know, in a good position like a king. You ready for card number four? Yes. Card number four of Austin's tarot card reading is the, ki the Knight of Pentacles. Uh, oh, boy, there's a lot. There's a this this card is a good bit to unpack. You've got a man in shiny armor with the face of, I can only describe as, uh, Easter Island head meets Lord Farquaad from Shrek meets a, like, Inuit Native American. He's wearing a kind of, like, poofy hat that's a mixture of, like, um, like a uh, Mongol Empire hat or, like, a Hun, like a... Mongolian hat, a Viking helmet, and a Roman helmet. It's like all three combined into one super helmet. And in his glove hand, he's holding up like a golden plate that's got a star on it. Can you confirm the face is a mix between Lord Farquaad, the Easter Island heads, you know, the big heads, the statue yeah. heads, and a Native American, uh, like an Inuit 
Native American. Honestly, getting more of a Nick Cage vibe. Oh, give it back. It does. It looks it's like Nicolas Nick Cage. Cage. It's it looks like Nicolas on. Cage. The Knight of Pentacles looks like Nicolas Cage. We've solved the tarot we've card mystery. We've solved it. We've solved tarot cards. It's all Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage. And what do you keep in a cage? A bird. What specific type of bird? A parrot. What variety of parrot? Um, I don't know. An African gray parrot. Yeah. And what else is the color gray? Um, not much. <laughs> Exhaust pipes on cars. And where do cars take you? Anywhere. To Nicolas Cage's house. We've solved it. We've solved it. Uh, this card means, um, I think this card's more of a literal interpretation. This card means, uh, the Knight of Pentacles means, um, Watch a Nicolas Cage movie. Like the one about him seeing into the future called Next. Watch a Nicolas Cage movie because they get a gold star. That's what this card means. <laughs> that card was ahead of its time. Yeah. All right. And you ready for your final tarot card? This one better reveal my whole future. This one tells all, baby. This one's the big boy. Ready. Give me a countdown. Three, Five, four, six, three, two, two one. Oh, boy. Wow. Oh, no. Wow. There's a lot to unpack here. There's a lot. Oh, no. I'm just taking this card in because it's a real trip of a card. Okay. I got to hear it. It is called the Seven of Cups. Oh, no. Now, let's start with the background of this card. You've got the sky with some clouds and then blue, like a nice blue sky. Then in the corner of the card, you've got this very stereotypical Merlin-looking uh, wizard with flowing Gandalf. Merlin. Gandalf or Merlin-type wizard with Merlin. flowing white hair and long beard and a hat and a robe that's blue. And then in front of him in the foreground, you have seven cups. They're all gold chalices, much like the aforementioned uh, Ace of Cups. They're all kind of gold chalices. And then let me describe to you the different things that are in each chalice. In chalice number one, there is a dragon, a small green dragon peeking out of the cup. Of course. In chalice number two, there is an overflowing pile of gold jewels, a crown, and other riches. In, f in uh, chalice number three, there is a naked fairy emerging from it. In chalice number four, there's a rainbow coming out of some clouds. In chalice number five, there's an octopus. In chalice number six, there's a castle, a very tall castle. And in chalice number seven, there's some stars coming out of it. It sounds like normal things you'd keep in chalices. Now, Austin, are you ready to hear the ultimate fate of your life? Yeah. All right. The dragon represents greed. Of course. You must always stay humble and not succumb to greed. The chalice of riches symbolizes wealth and how it is good to acquire wealth. The chalice of the fairy emerging from it means you have to be in touch with your sensuality. You have to be of in course. touch with our corporeal nature and don't be afraid to express passion. The chalice with the rainbow means you must keep a sense of wonder in your life. Your life is going to be difficult, but you got to keep that spark of wonder. I like it. The chalice with the octopus means an octopus. The chalice with a castle means you need to fortify your life with both people and uh and you need to fortify your life, people, lifestyle, uh, surroundings, so that you can most succeed. And the chalice with stars coming from it means that if you do all of these things, you will be remembered in the sky like stars. Well, I feel enlightened. And that's Austin's tarot card reading. 
was the Harry Potter theme? Could you tell? It sounded it certainly sounded familiar. All right. You know, we've been going really long tonight, but it's kind of because it's our last it's our last hurrah of Yeah, yeah, I think I think it is. It's definitely at least for a little while my last time doing Thursdays unless my job doesn't put me on Thursdays over the uh some of the semester, so we'll see. So, it's the last kind of freeform uh boy time and pretty soon I'm going to be going back to school and then I'm going to cry Savannah. So, you know, we won't even be together to be able to do boy time. So that's why we've been going kind of long tonight. Uh, you know, just reminiscing right. over the night for a second. We have had a lot of fun. Heck hog, yeah. hog calling. Big, 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 big. PBS programming. Uh, tarot cards, obviously. We just did uh, so much more. We don't even remember. It's all fleeting and passes by. Went to the fortune teller, had my fortune read. I didn't know what to tell her, I had a dizzy feeling in my head. Then she took a look at my ball, she said, Sonny, you feel kind of warm. She looked into a crystal ball, I said, you're in love. I said, I couldn't have been so. Well, Peyton, yeah, you think this was a good last boy time of the summer? I mean, it's it's hard to say because I'm I'm just gonna miss it so much, you know. Yeah, me too, man. But as far as send offs go, it was pretty darn good. That hog calling segment, I don't know, that might have been our peak. That was peak boy time for peak sure. Peak boy time. We've had that one other. We've had that one online listener. I don't know. It's been at two. I don't know if it's just stuck at two or if there's just been one very consistent listener. That's an excellent question. Anything in the chat before we go? No. No. Just you saying the word narc. That's not me. Look, it has your name on it. It's not me. All right. Well, I think we're going to sign off here. Oh, man. I don't want it to end. I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll just like pop another quick one in before we're done. Pop a, oh. We could do like because the first meeting of the semester hasn't hap- won't happen for a while, hmm. like for another week or two, so we could pop, we could fit another one in next week. You feel me? Maybe. We'll see. We'll figure it out. All right. Well, I have been Austin Bennett. Mm, I've been Peyton Brock. And this has been Boy, Boy Time. Time. Pig! Eat a bunch of sushi, then forget to leave a tip. <laughs>